And that's it this week, fans. So long for now. Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Double Dropkick Show with your host, Heath Mulliken and Mark Whitman. Party on, Wayne, and party on, Garth. Party on. I like it. Uh, you remember that from... Uh, yeah, when they, welcome to Aurora. <laughs> yeah, when um, when uh, all Wayne and Garth sold out and yeah, they got oh, a new yeah. host. <laughs> when, yeah. Hey, on, on this episode, this is going to be a, probably maybe a little quicker episode. You told me it had to be that we had to do this in 20 minutes. <laughs> that ain't to ruin the illusion. Maybe 20 He's to like, 30. I got to get out of here in like 20 minutes. I got a prior engagement. Um, when um, and, and we've done episodes about Terry Funk before. Um, and if you, ha- you know, go back and listen to that, we make a case for Terry Funk being the greatest pro wrestler of all time. Obviously, with his recent passing, man, videos everywhere of these great Terry Funk promos. And one of the promos was him for, from Georgia. And he's asking Dusty Rhodes to be his tag team partner. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to offer you this is my daddy's Rolex. Yeah. And this is the only thing I have of his. And I hate your guts. I hate you. Mm-hmm. But you... And I was like, man, what? who are they wrestling? Well, earlier in the episode, it's Terry Funk, Stan Hansen, and Ole Anderson in a six-man match with some jobbers. Terry Funk goes to hit the guy, accidentally hits Ole. Mm-hmm. Ole ends up, throws the guy over the top rope. They get disqualified, and then Ole and Stan jump Terry Funk. Mm-hmm. So here you're leading to this show. Terry Funk and Dusty Rhodes against Ole Anderson and Stan Hansen. Dream match of dream matches. Mm-hmm. But it was on a house show. Yeah. The question I want to ask you. That wrestling was a completely different business up into the 90s. What? And the TV... Was to the TV was trying to get you to this house show, right? Kids today, like if you, there's nothing that happens that's not filmed these days. I guess my what I want to ask you, and, and we would probably need to do a lot of research, but like what other matches besides that one? Looking back in the eighties, what was a match that happened at a house show? That that we could go back and we could watch two two or three weeks of television leading up to this match, but you know that match is there's no record of it. I mean, there's a record of it, but there's no video of it. A match huh. that we never got. I mean, I'm not saying that the people never wrestled in another place. I think the whole um, the big turn of whatever eighty mm-hmm. when Ole and Dusty teamed up and only turns on him in the cage there's some footage of that 
But is there any off the top of your head? I, like almost anything that happened in Memphis. Oh, that was Funk and and, and Lawler. A lot of their stuff was like that. You might get, you know, it, the match might be forty five minutes or long. It might be an hour. It might be twenty minutes long, and you may get a few minutes of footage. Right. But yeah, most of Memphis TV set it up on that studio show for to to have the payoff at their house shows. But did and. and because a lot of the stuff at the Mid South Coliseum was taped, but they were running other, other cities, yeah, other towns. A, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. You're talking about whether there was any footage of it or not, and that I would have to think about. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know, but I know that that Memphis TV did a lot of setting up for for the big show at the Sportatorium, right, or whatever. Yeah, whatever they whatever, whatever they was, had whatever the name of that building was. I mean, I, I mean. They would literally do minutes of promos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a thing, and that was it. Though there was, it wasn't like these half-hour segments where they were jawing back and forth with each other. It no, would just be like a, a couple of minutes, and that would be it. That was enough to sell the people, right? Um, there, there was a poster that I saw, or no, it was either a poster or Mike Moonahan posted, and it was. A first blood match was a first blood. Basically, it was Dusty Rhodes and Hacksaw uh, and Jim Duggan mm-hmm. in a first blood match. I'm like, what? What in the world? Like, you think about all these matches. I never thought Dusty Rhodes and Hacksaw Duggan would have been in the same ring. Really? Like, I I don't know. Like, when did their paths? I mean, I guess they were in WWF at the same time. You know, yeah, you have to remember Dusty Rhodes was. a he traveled. Dusty right. was an attraction, right? Just like Andre the Giant was. I guess. I guess what I'm saying is, I don't remember them being in any like. I know Dusty was in Mid South, but I didn't remember them being in any angles together. Yeah, not off the top of my head. But definitely, Dusty could have gone in for a oh, week or yeah. two, done a couple of episodes of TV, and hit the. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they would not go in for a couple. They would. Record promos and send them in. Right. You know, and then they might show up and do something, and then and then they'd have the show, and then he'd be gone. Interesting. I, I mean, I just, I mean, I want to go back. I guess I just need to go back and watch some old wrestling and just see. Like, even with um, Mid-South, they did so many of those shows leading up to the Superdome and you know they they can't. There's got to be some of those Superdome shows that weren't recorded, right? I'm that sure. were that were like some of their biggest shows. Well, a lot of them, you know, they would record it. They would get the footage that they need, and they'd record over the tapes. That's uh, wasn't that a lot of this stuff wasn't recorded. It was uh, just that it was they weren't. Nobody was thinking, you know, thirty years from now, people are going to want to see this. That was right. just not the the prevailing thought at the time. So there wasn't a. Uh, they didn't feel like there was a need to preserve these things because they just assumed nobody's going to want to. There's not going to be a network or a DVD. They, you know, they wouldn't. Right. They, nobody was even thinking that far ahead, except for guys like Jim Cornette that would get those tapes. I mean, he's like a lot of a lot of the mastered stuff that you see from these master tapes comes from him. Yeah. Um. um I saw saw a, a Twitter conversation the other day. I want to get your take. Mm-hmm. Somebody was asking why they weren't putting more old stuff 
mm-hmm. on the WWE Network. Yeah, and somebody said, watches. nobody watches it. And it's such an expensive um, process to convert that stuff right. to streaming that they they basically decided that it's not worth it. And that's one of the reasons Vince sold the network. Is he realized, I think Vince got out of the, the streaming network just in time. Mm-hmm. I think streaming, it's it's reached critical mass. Yeah. There's too much, man. I, if the new, if the the WWE section of on Peacock was easier to navigate, I would probably watch old stuff. Right, it's so difficult to, you know, to to weed through and find what you're looking for. It's just just not worth it. Yeah, yeah. I keep Peacock because it's like five dollars a month. Right. You know, if it was right. any more than that, I wouldn't have it. If if I mean if. The Office were not on the Peacock because I never know when I'm going to start rewatching The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, but other, I mean, I watch a few things on WWE Network now and then. I want to have the, you know, obviously I want to watch, you know, WrestleMania or whatever. And um, yeah, I usually watch Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah, the big uh, ones. We uh, watch R- SummerSlam, yeah, SummerSlam, WrestleMania. I watch those. And every now and then, if there's something that I want to see, I'll go back. But, like, this show they had, I could have watched the one that they just had live. I was off that day. But there was nothing on there that appealed to me, man. Right. Cody's in a holding pattern until they, yeah. they get into whatever story they're going to finish with him. So there's nothing, nothing happening on WWE that I care about right now. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't even have to I don't even have television. I have a television. Yeah. But I mean other than streaming, like I don't have any live T V uh services. Uh even AEW, man, it's not not that great right now. And you know, AEW started running the house shows. Mm-hmm. And uh I guess there's footage of there was a women's match on one of their first house shows that is like mythically bad. Yeah, it was like Britt Baker and somebody. And it, and just, it was just awful. Like, it's like the Tom Maggie tape. Yeah, that's right. It's like, if you get this, oh, this is terrible. Yeah, but other, the difference is you could find this tape, which you're talking about. It would take about, it would take like 15 seconds. Hey, here, um, check. Changing the subject briefly because I wanted to mention this name when we were talking about CM Punk. Um, the rumor is Jade Cargill has finished up with AEW and headed to WWE. She just lost whatever title she had, a TBS title. T- I, yeah. Um, I someone tweeted the other day uh, that it was. Uh, at not Dr. Death, Steve, guy, guy I follow on Twitter. He, and I agreed with this, but I want to get your take. He said, this is a win for everybody. AEW gets somebody off their roster who has not improved. What Now, she's a star. She looks like a star. Uh-huh. She hasn't improved in the ring. Jade Cargill now goes to a place she's going to wrestle more regularly against better competition so she should get better. Right. WWE gets someone tailor-made for what they do. 
her look, her style. That's that's she's made for WWE. And in six months a year, if she doesn't improve, she can go back to AEW. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's like win win for everybody because if if it shows, oh man, you know she's just not good. Right. But WWE can make she'll chickens. fit right in the women's division in AEW. <laughs> she has, yeah. yeah. Um, what What are your thoughts? I said um, months and months and months ago that I thought her final resting place would be rest. rest I didn't mean it that yeah, way. Yeah. That the place that she would land would be WWE. She's made for it. I said that right. I don't know if you remember. I remember having the conversation where I said that. Who so? Who else? Who can you think of? Who in AEW it would be a better fit with for WWE, and who in WWE you think is a better fit in AEW? Man, um, and I know he's already been there, um, but I think if I think Miro, when he goes back to WWE, will, will be a bigger star, right? Um, for for having gone to AEW and worked that character out, if they let yeah. him bring that back, right. I think he'll be a bigger star. I'm a fan of Lana being back. Yeah, man. She's I've always been a fan of her. Yes. Um, But I think they go together good as a package in Mm -hmm. WWE. They just do. Um, Man, who else? I think, I mean, look, MJF could go to WWE and make more money than he's making right now, probably. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, I think. Um, Kevin Owens would be good in AEW. I think Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. Sami Zayn, Gargano, Ciampa. Yeah. I think all four of those guys mm-hmm. would. Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker's a WWE guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think Adam Cole's an AEW guy. I think he's. I mean, he obviously yeah. was successful, but I don't know what his role on the main roster would have been in WWE. Well, they, I think their idea was that he was going to be a manager. With a shaved head. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Boy, if he put a turtleneck on, he'd look like a stick of roll-on deodorant with that head he's got. <laughs> boy, that boy right there has got a noggin <laughs> on him. If I had a head that Is big, it? if I had a head that big, I'd hang a basket off my chin and charge people to ride around in it. <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> You're saying he's got a big head. I'm saying I'm afraid if you pushed his if you pushed on his forehead a piece of candy pop out of his neck. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you got any more? Oh, listen, I got a million. <laughs> He's gonna go home tonight, and cry himself to sleep on his giant pillow. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey! Speaking of my uh, speaking of pillows, go to mypillow.com. Uh, type in the code Ethan Mark. Get nothing. Oh, that, I was about to say, when did we sign there, up with my pillow? There's no know. promo code. I didn't realize that was a there, thing we there, were doing. There's <laughs> no promo code for us. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, there's really not. I mean, obviously FTR. They've been there. I think Omega. I think they fit better in AEW. No, no, they definitely fit better. I think they were a better fit for AEW. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, maybe everybody, most everybody that's in AEW is in AEW for a reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even Danielson. Man, get to go out there and wrestle. Moxley's better in AEW. Yes, Um, yes. Kind of let him do what he wants to do. And WWE, man, like you're talking about Ciampa and Gargano. How much for how much more can they do they have in it? You know what I mean? Right. What, I think Gargano's kind of reached his ceiling, man. I think he had already reached his ceiling before he even re-signed. Yeah. He was hotter as a free agent. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of came back, and it was like. Yeah. I think Cody could go back to AEW. Oh, yeah, totally. And it would. And he would seem like an even bigger star. I mean, if I think he may have the formula figured out. You know, he's just going to do a little jumping back and forth. Cody. Cody is that guy now who has kind of transcended. Yeah, he's actually over. Yeah. What do you think he did to get over? I think we I think we talked about this. He did everything that you're supposed to do, man, where you get all these young guys. They start training, and they ain't even learned how to lock upright, but they worried about their entrance music. Hmm. They worried about how they're going to pose when they walk into the ring, and they worry about what their finish is going to be before they've learned how to start a match. Right. And I think that Cody Rhodes did it the right way. He He – Learned how to wrestle. He learned the fundamentals. He learned the basics. And then he went on a world tour and he wrestled opponents who were better than him, like right. Okada. I mean, yeah. you name it. He wrestled all these guys and got better. And then he started working on the presentation. He dyed his hair. Yeah. You know, and then he had I, it, he added the gear. And then he got he's got the song. He did it in the right order. Yeah. He he built a fan base. I think even back to his first run WWE. He had to do Stardust, and he had to learn to, like, yeah. do something he didn't really like, mm-hmm. but also kind of do a character that was outside of himself. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, dude, I, yeah, I do remember you saying that. Um, but he could have done all of that. I, all right, here's the question. Is that a formula that would work for anybody? No. Right. No, I don't think so. Because you got, I mean, he chose to completely reinvent himself. Yeah. He went and did something different, man. So, no, I don't think it would work for everybody. I mean, who's Kevin Owens going to reinvent himself into being? Yeah, I think Kevin Owens is Kevin Owens. He's what he is, you know. The Canadian dream Kevin Owens or something (laughs) like that. Right. What else is he going to do? What's Johnny Gargano going to? He's just a wrestler. That's what I would love to see. Would love to see Johnny Gargano go to AEW, have these 20, 25-minute matches with Kenny Omega and, you know, all these other people. And just see him work, just see him. He's a good wrestler, man. He's an excellent wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it. Right. He doesn't have the whole package. Mm-mm. He's just a he's like a plug he's just a plug and play guy. If you, if you took right now, if you took Roderick Strong, who's doing this deal where is with the friendship with Adam Cole, 
If you took him out of the equation, you could plug Johnny Gargano into that spot. If you took Johnny Gargano out, you could plug uh, Kyle O'Reilly into that spot. You could take Kyle O'Reilly out of that spot and put Bobby Fish in that spot. Great. They're good wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Great wrestlers. But that's it. And there's not everybody is going to be The Rock. Not right. everybody's going to be Steve Austin. Not everybody's going to be The Undertaker. Not everybody's going to be Ric Flair. And there's got to be George South in this world. Right. Right. You know, there's got to be Arn Andersons in this world. There's got to be Tully Blanchards in this world. There's got to be Road Dog Jesse James in this world. Not everybody is going to be, get a get their turn. Right. Being the champion. Right. It just doesn't work that way. And you just got to figure out where your spot is and do your best in that spot. And make a good living. It's a job. Would it be wonderful to have the Rock's career? Who wouldn't? Right. Who wouldn't want that? Right. I mean, who wouldn't? That's yeah. A, that's a no-brainer, man. But being Dolph Ziggler wouldn't be that bad either. No, he doesn't even have to wrestle anymore. He just gets paid. Right. Being the Miz wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. You talking about a guy? If you think the Miz cares if anybody likes him, that he, dude's winning it life. He's got his dream job. He's he's dating the head cheerleader. Got kids now. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, no, no, like when Miz is seventy years old, he'll be walking upright. He will not have titanium in his body. Uh, he's not going to be walking he's around. Not gonna going, he's not going to have arthritis. He's not going to be walking around going, you know, I wish I'd have chased after it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've never heard anybody say a bad word about him. No. Nobody. Nobody ever says a bad word. No about one that says, guy. I don't want to work with the Miz. No, because he's going to put you over. Right. <laughs> you know, he's, he knows what his role is. And when they brought in Logan Paul to begin with, who did they put him with? Because he's so he's he has a face that is so punchable. Yes, that he gets the heat back immediately. Everybody knows when you do it there to the deal with him that he's going to lose, but they enjoy watching him get beat up. Yep, I watched the Miz main event WrestleMania. I know, man. That's uh, ain't that amazing? You think about who's never wrestled, who who's never main evented. WrestleMania in this world, and the Miz has. And the Miz pinned John Cena yeah. in the main event WrestleMania. Chris Jericho never made a event. CM Punk? CM Punk never made a event at WrestleMania. Ric Flair. Arguably, Flair really didn't. I mean, they said it was a double main event. Nah, there's no such thing. I agree. I agree. Hogan was the main event. The last match is the main event. Yes. I agree. I agree. Uh, These are weird times we're living in. Strange and unusual times. Hey, I would love to, as we think about the future, future episodes, I definitely want to get Tim Hornbacker's new book, The Last World Champion. Mm -hmm. Looks tremendous. Um Definitely want to check it out wherever. Seems to have tried to have taken a fair look at Flair's life. Right, and a lot of documentation we haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's been posting some of those pictures on Twitter. And uh, if you haven't read any of his books, holy cow, Death of the Territories, the NWA History, 
the Capital Wrestling History. Man, just just really, really good. He's just a, he's a good journalist, mm-hmm. and just as a good writer outside of wrestling. And uh, when you let him write something about wrestling, it's pretty incredible. Pretty, you know what's also pretty incredible? Uh, this, yeah, yeah. Hey, so uh, follow us on social media uh, on Twitter. If you want to hear what I think about wrestling, that's mostly on Twitter at Heath Mulligan. At the DDK show. We're also, we're on all the social media. If you're listening to this show, that's right. He's just on Twitter. Um, but if you're listening to this show, we I don't need to tell you where to find it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I always found that strange. Yeah, we've when done people, that too. Yeah, when people would would wrap their podcast up by going, hey, don't forget, you can listen to it. Like, if, like if you're listening to this right now on Apple Podcast. Then I, that pretty much lets me know that's your preferred way to listen to podcasts. Yeah, that's so the, the only fact, way I listen. Yeah. So the fact that we're on Spotify or one of these other ones, it's not going to. Nah. Now that last podcast on the left is back on iTunes. I don't Who is that? Which one's that? Uh, it's a true crime podcast, uh, but it's hosted by some comedians. Oh, and, nice. So you got to have a dark sense of humor to appreciate yeah. this show. It's very, it's real dark. Uber. I got you, I got you. Yeah. Well, I'm nothing if nothing. I'm nothing if not a dark. That's humorist. what they say about you. Your your humor is it's pretty dark. <laughs> anyway, hey, thanks for listening, folks. It's been great being with my friend today. We've talked about wrestling, life, and a lot of other things, including Richmond, North Richmond, which was not recorded. So anyway, I'll say it. It's not a very good song. <laughs> it's just not. I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm sorry. I it's do a, not like the rhyme scheme. Yeah, like protest songs are great. There's been a lot of them. Here's to the state. Of Mississippi, here's to the state yeah. of uh, of George W., uh, which was a reworking of the Phil Oak song. Uh, yeah, I mean, so many great protest songs over the years. None of them drew a dime. Not saying, <laughs> not saying we, not saying we don't agree with the song. Not, I'm saying as a song, just I don't like, I don't like the rhythm. You can't dance to it. I just didn't think of that. It's just a guy hollering at a microphone. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sorry. It's not a great song. He, more power to him. He made some money. Hopefully he made some yeah, money. Yeah, he's going to be a rich man now. North, south of Richmond. South of Richmond. And, and all the guys who are north of Richmond, it's not like any of them are sitting around twiddling their thumbs going, man, I guess we need to make some changes. Yeah. They figured us out, boys. Somebody, this guy on YouTube figured out that we're in this for the money. This guy's right. Uh, so anyway, for uh, the Double Drop Kick Show and all the hard-working people out there, I'm Heath Mulliken. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.